When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, baseball family. So we thought it would be fun to do something today. Uh, it's actually inspired by something Briggs said a while ago. It was it was an Easter egg? It's a baseball Easter egg in a movie. It was actually in the, in the Matrix. Uh, what was it? they? They take the elevator to floor number forty-two. Is that what it was, Briggs? Mm-hmm. Yep. So well, that was a was that? Didn't you quiz me on that? Wasn't that a trivia thing you stumped me on? No, you 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 quizzed me on it. Oh, and stumped me because oh, yeah, I didn't know. You were, because you kept stumping me, that's what it was. And yeah, I yeah, you, you saw the opportunity, you took it, and that's fine. That's fine. I'll allow it. I'll allow it this one time. But so, so I thought it would actually be fun to see if we could find some more Easter eggs that we could share with you that was that are that are pretty fun. Um, some of them are like really in depth and deep. Others are really superficial at the surface. But uh, we have four each. We have eight total that we thought that we would share with you guys. Uh, there, obviously, there is like a million out there that we could go in depth with, but this is where we wanted to go with today. So Brig, why don't you go ahead and get us started? All right. Thank you, Brad. Hi, I'm Brig. And, uh, my, <laughs> my first Easter egg is from supernatural. The television show supernatural in season five, Dean Winchester goes by, you know, they're always changing their names when they travel, you know, they, I don't want to give anything away, but they always are going by these aliases. And Dean's character goes by the name of Detective Bill Buckner in season five. Mm. Mm. For those who don't know, who was Bill Buckner, Brig? <laughs> okay, Bill Buckner pitched <laughs> for the Red Sox. And uh, didn't he pitch for the Cubs for a little while as well? Well, the, anyway. so there was there were two Bill Buckners, actually. I want to say there was one who pitched for the Cubs. But the Bill Buckner that I, that immediately comes to mind for me was the first baseman for the Red Sox. That's what I'm talking about. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. And if you maybe we should put a link to the doobly do in the uh, show notes about Bill Buckner's World Series error. Yes, we will do that. For those That's of you who what... don't know, you can watch the ball go off a pebble. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny about that is that he, you know, he said leading up to that game that all he would, all he told himself all season long was, "Man, just don't let it go, just don't let it go this way, just don't let it go this way, just don't let it go this way." And for sure, of course, because that's what he's hyper focused on. That's what freaking happened in the yep. biggest moment ever. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yep. It so brings I'm, I'm, me I'm... visceral joy. Yeah, so much. <laughs> just I wasn't even there. I wasn't even alive. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Yeah. A couple of years. Kay. So. So I have I have two things about actually that specific moment about Bill Buckner. So one, um, Dan Patrick talks about uh, being at the game. He's I believe he was working for CNN at the time, and he was he was down in the tunnel waiting for the Red Sox to come. He's like, Red Sox going to win the World Series. I'll go get my interviews, whatever. Yeah. Then he said that he heard a roar, and another roar, and then he heard that the Mets won, and he's like, Oh, the Mets just won the World Series. You know, they had one more game to play. But he said, yep. Oh, yep, the Mets just won the World Series. But the thing he said to his credit, he said, 
uh, Bill Buckner came and he answered all the questions. He took it like a man. He just said, "Yep, sure, yeah, that's play. right." That he that he, he faced it and he did not leave and answered all the questions that were sent his way. The other one that is actually like really funny. So I love the movie Little Big League. It's like my rookie of the year. Um, yeah. so funny and Billy Haywood, the kid who's the manager, he's talking to. Um, he's talking to his third baseman who let a ball go between his legs in the big game at the end of the movie. And he's like, you know, same thing happened to Bill Buckner. Ball hit a pebble went right between his legs. And then you know what happened? He's like, what? And he goes, he he stepped up to the plate his next at bat and ripped a game-winning double. He's like, he did? He's like, he sure did. So he goes up there all confident, rips a single, and the, and the pitching coach comes over and he goes, hey, kid, don't mean to break it to you at this time, but uh, the ball off the pebble ended the game. He goes, I know that. Yeah. But he doesn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so i don't know oh, if it's the ignorance that pays off sometimes but uh, i thought it was a good little moment it's pretty funny yeah that's terrific so. all right brad hit us with one of your easter eggs okay in my house we have a four-year-old you have, uh, i have a four-year-old girl who loves the movie moana mostly she just loves the music from moana we have to listen to it every time we're in the car but mm-hmm. the song shiny which is sung by jermaine clement of from flight of the concords uh that's a terrible well, new zealand like, accent anyways i loved it <laughs> but uh so <laughs> i love the song shiny but there's one part where he's like digging on maui when he gets his hook back and he says you don't swing it like you used to man which i thought was a pretty mm. cool little reference because what is it they say about a slugger who is not a slugger anymore he doesn't swing it like he used to bingo and i thought that was a pretty cool little easter egg in that song that has so many, so many good references throughout. But that was yeah. the one in particular that I really liked. It was, it was, a, it was a, just a little one, but it was good. I liked it. That's awesome. All right. All right. All right. I've got another one. Most people don't know this, but Iron Man is a baseball fan. Yes, he is. Okay. He's a baseball fan. It's a big deal. So let me read from my notes. In uh, the graphic novel, The Five Nightmares, okay, this is written by Matt Fraction, Tony Stark travels to the Congo, he's obviously rooting out evil, that's his thing, and a satellite communication intercept shows that uh, the superhero, a few things like, kind of like a PowerPoint presentation, um, and there are a couple of things going on in the in the newsflash, this PowerPoint presentation. One of them is that Josh Beckett has a no-no bid through eight innings to which, uh, the graphic novel reads not to jinx anything like the, the actual text in the graphic novel says not to jinx anything. I like that. That's good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's a real deep cut. (laughs) It's real deep. It's pretty obscure, but it's 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 ironclad evidence that Iron Man's a big baseball fan. Big. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. got them Very unwritten good. rules and everything. Very good. I like that one. Yeah, man. Love me some Iron Man, too. Really big yeah. in the Marvel movies. So, yeah. Thanks to Iron Man. Okay. Let's hear. I got... Let's, let's go with another real quick one here. Um, yeah. Another thing that I'm a big nerd about. I've talked about Star Wars. I just submitted my nerddom into Marvel movies. Um... I'm kind of a video game nerd. I like to play the Assassin's Creed games. Well, the one that came out this last year was Assassin's Creed Valhalla. It takes place during the Viking Age. Uh, whenever that was in the Dark Ages, I don't know exactly. I haven't played it yet. But anywho, mm-hmm. Cody Bellinger actually has a cameo in the game. Like, it's not just like 
they brought in somebody who looks like him. They brought him into the studio, put the little dots on his face, had him like do the motion capture, everything. And his name Whoa. is Ada Sluggison. Almost like, <laughs> almost like Attaboy Sluggison. I don't know. I don't feel like they tried too hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they definitely made the baseball reference really thick and heavy on there. But you like, like I, said, I, I haven't played the game, so I don't know exactly what it is. But it looks like there's some version of a home run derby where you use a weapon to hit rocks over like oh a fence wow or that. so, ah, that's fantastic. So i don't know where he is don't know how to find him but cody bellinger is in assassin's creed valhalla aha aha yes wow and those for those of you who don't play the assassin's creed games they're open world sort of choose your own adventure role-playing mm-hmm. games right yeah yeah they're so you have to find stuff like it's yes it's do. a big you have to fat treasure stuff. hunt yeah, yeah, it's a big fat treasure hunt, great big open world. Um, yeah, I don't, know, I think they're fun because they're they're also like adventure games. So I like adventure stuff like that. So yeah, yeah, no, yeah, that's cool. good. That's a great one. That's a great one. Um, okay, I am gonna go next in fifty first dates. Adam Sandler's character Henry he makes a video for Drew Barrymore's character Lucy, and in the video of like the most important things ever, right? The things that she needs to remember and be aware of includes Aaron Boone's home run. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's such a funny moment because I remember when that movie came out, I saw it in the theater, like it's first week and yeah. it came out in summer 2004 and that home run is from 2003, right? I want to make Three, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. he says right before that he says the Red Sox won the World Series because it shows them celebrating after a big, after one of the wins in that series, and then he shows the home run and says, "Just kidding, the Yankees won." <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, be, that's even funnier because so Adam Sandler's an enormous Yankees fan, enormous. Yes, he is. And Drew Barrymore's a big old fatty fat Red Sox fan. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. I forgot that she's yes. a Red Sox fan. That's really funny. She's a Red Sox fan. Oh, so that's actually. Like one layer deeper. That's so funny. That's good. I like that. Yeah, <laughs> that makes it even better. <laughs> the Red Sox won the World Series. Just kidding. Here's Aaron Boone <laughs> going yard. <laughs> well, and then, and yeah, I mean, and that was, and then 2004, the year that movie came out, that was the year that the Red Sox did win the World Series. They, finally, they, you know, they did. Came back from three yes. zero against the Yankees, and yeah, a little bit of salt for that wound there, Brig. And Thanks, then, man. I was really happy just a minute ago. <laughs> I was feeling great. <laughs> now I'm weeping. Oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> anyway, yeah, no, that, that's a good one. I like that one a lot. I've always thought that was really funny. I remember, like I said, I thought I saw the movie in the theater, and I was legitimately the only person in the theater laughing at that because I thought yeah, it was right. so funny. Nobody else got it. And yeah, no, yeah, nobody else got it. Like, get it? Because yeah, well, okay. okay. Right. Anyway, okay. moving. <laughs> Brad, why don't you hit us with your last Easter egg? All right, my last Easter egg. Oh, no, uh, you have two more. No, you have two more. Oh, I do, I do. Okay. Yeah, you have two more. Mm, yeah. They're both from sitcoms. Let's go Seinfeld. Okay. Let's go with Seinfeld. Okay. Uh, I'm a big Seinfeld fan. I love that show. Um, didn't watch mm-hmm. it a whole lot growing up. I got into it a little bit older. So this is actually a joke that I feel like I appreciated a little bit better since I was older. Um, the Costanzas um, always <laughs> reference... The Jay Buhner trade from the Yankees. 
they always talk about how they traded away Jay Buhner, and I can't yeah. remember the and they always they always give the trade. I have to look at it real quick because I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, let's see here, traded uh for let's see who was it? Traded by the Yankees with a player to be named later and Rick Balabon to the Mariners for Ken Phelps. For to Toronto. To the Mariners, they traded Buner from from oh uh, yeah New York oh. to Seattle because he started Phelps. with yeah that's right yeah and so they always talk about how Ken Phelps was nothing he amounted to nothing but then Jay Buner's out there hitting you know twenty home runs are twenty home runs a year and driving in a hundred runs yeah and uh, but it's always like it's always the the classic Costanza build you know yeah had to trade away Jay Buner. You know, yeah. right. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> right. like, yeah, he did. Yeah, they traded away J- Jay Buhner. That's right. That's right. Well, he was an all-star in 96, and he he was uh, 95, 40 home runs, 96, 44 home runs, 97, 40 home runs. So that yeah. would have been about when Seinfeld was in its heyday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that makes even more sense. That's kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. That's one that I like a lot. It's the and there obviously there's tons of baseball references on there because Jerry Seinfeld's a big baseball fan and George Costanza ends up working for the Yankees. Yeah. But so they're they're literally all over the place. But that's the one in particular that I love from Seinfeld is a Jay Buner reference. That's freaking funny. <laughs> yeah, it's I love it. <laughs> all right, my last one is it's just terrific. It's from Back to the Future Two. Uh, obviously, for those of you that don't know, I should say, Marty McFly goes to the future this time, and he ends up in 2015. And what they learned is that the Cubs won the Super Super Bowl. Oh, my gosh, the World Series. (laughs) The Cubs won the World Series (laughs) in 2015 against some team from Miami. And he's like, what? Because in 1989, when the movie was released, there was no team in Miami. Uh, yeah, was that ninety, ninety two or three or something like that? I think it was pretty close after the first one, right? So it would have been in the late eighties. No, no, no. When did the Marlins become a team? Oh, that was ninety three. Okay, so ninety three. Yep, and then the Cubs yeah, actually did win in twenty sixteen, one year after yeah. the film predicted it, which is crazy. You know, it would have been really crazy if they had, um, if they had beaten the Marlins to go to the World Series that year. Oh man! Like whoa! Yeah. Wait a minute! Whoa! Yeah, because that movie was released in 1989, right? So that makes it like even more bonkers that it was 16 years in advance. They, I mean, the, the fact they're only off by a year for a team that has competed for a World Series, but also been, I guess, quote unquote, statistically due to win a World Series. Mm-hmm. You know, went that long that they are only off by a year with that much. That was that's crazy to me, and then the fact that they got the city in Florida right that got a base the first city in Florida to get a baseball team, yeah, yes, <laughs> I mean maybe maybe it was written by time travelers, I don't know, well, you never know, I mean, I'm convinced <laughs> that certain movies are just telling us what people don't want us to know, and they're like, ah, it's fiction, ah, that can't possibly be real, <laughs> yeah well and and here's the thing too is they know what would happen if they had revealed that information to us right if they were actual time travelers and they're like you know the cubs are going to win the world series in 2016 you know maybe we shouldn't do that so we don't get a a, a biff a biff situation 
Mm. You know, because they know. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. They know what would happen yeah. if somebody had that information. Well, so. Biff is a great example. Yep. Exactly. Uh, let me take off my nerd hat for a minute and ask you <laughs> to... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my tinfoil hat is what I but meant. I fixed my glasses. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. All right, Brad, you're you're up. You got the last one. Okay, I have I have my last one here. This is this is a good one. I thought this was fun. One of my favorite sitcoms ever is Parks and Recreation. Um, mm. It's very well written. Of the two mockumentary sitcoms, I actually prefer Parks and Recreation to The Office. That's not saying I don't like The Office. I love The Office. But I feel like Parks and Recreation is the superior sitcom. You can dispute that if, with me if you would like on Twitter or in the mailbag. Either way, the choice is <laughs> Okay. I will. Let me get my phone, sir. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So. <laughs> you just wait. <laughs> so there's a reference to a law office. The law offices of Bay Pip, Bacota, Vorp, and Eckstein. Okay, now, for the people who are actually like really familiar with this show, I knew that the writers and creators of this show were big baseball fans, but I had forgotten that they managed the old blog, uh, Fire Joe Morgan. Okay, like I totally oh, forgot about that. Yeah. But I so I didn't realize that these guys are like not just like baseball fans, but baseball nerds, straight up yeah. baseball nerds. So those are all references to baseball saber metrics. Okay, <laughs> we've got Bay Pip. Looking it up right now because I accidentally closed my browser window. What? Um, I know, I know. I have to close it in order for stuff to work. Okay, so Bay Pip or Bat Pip, I don't know, is batting average on balls in play. Vorp is to me, it seems like a fancy way to say WAR, value over replacement player. And then we've got Bakoda. Uh, is, does that sound right, Brig, to you? Yes. Um, and I'm not finding it. Something else is showing up. Where'd it go? Wasn't it... Uh, uh, I can't... It. Oh, Pakota, right? P, it was a player after... Player empirical comparison and optimization test algorithm. That's there you go. So it's Pakota. Pick Coda. Right. So and that's the one that's the evaluation one. T A. Yeah. And what that does is that projects uh players in the future. And I had always wondered how teams would project guys and like and like Pam and stuff like that. And that is what they use. They use Picota as a stat to yeah. project where they think guys will be uh in the next four or five years or whatever. Yeah. Um but since this was a, a really heavy a stat heavy blog, then they knew all these stats and so they used it as part of a law office and they would use those stats to also really rag on like below average MLB players who were getting a lot of attention and one of those guys happened to be a lot happened to be David Eckstein which is where the Eckstein comes from in that law office Uh. and it's funny because he's my wife's favorite player huh (laughs) no yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) are you serious (laughs) <laughs> it's true, yeah, because he was on that two thousand one or two thousand two World Series winning team. Oh, I know, and you know, and he was a, he was a big contributor, and she thinks he's just so cute, and I think it's just because he's little, and I think it's funny. 
<laughs> but a lot of people say, gosh, he was just terrible, but he was just so good in that World Series. Flash in the pan, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> I thought that was funny. Well, let's, let's put it to bed right now. His war is 20.9. The <laughs> two-time All-Star, got two World Series, World Series MVP. That's the one they're talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the guy. Ten years in the major leagues, we're looking at. Uh, let's do this. Let's talk about his batting average: two eighty over ten years. It's not and bad. And he's it's not bad. It's respectable. OBP three forty five, slugging three fifty five, OPS seven oh one. Yeah, see and that, and that's the thing is he's a guy who choked halfway up the bat because he's so yep. little. And so he's yeah. not going to have a slugging. He's not going to have a good OPS. And I think that's why they're like, yeah, he's not good. Right. But, well, I mean, I guess if he, at the time, if he's doing what he's supposed to be doing, he's only 5'6". So he's uh, he's Jose Altuve true. before Jose Altuve was Jose Altuve. Yeah. But yeah, you right. Did not have the power. Mm-hmm. So anyway. There you I go. That was a Just figured we'd a get really nerdy funny reference, though. Yeah, it's awesome. And Eckstein is in there. I think that's absolutely hilarious. Yep. Of all of all the major league players I could have chosen, they went with David Eckstein. <laughs> For real. Catch new episodes of the Baseball Together podcast every Tuesday.